Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions. 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome. Whether it's welcome to or welcome back to Gardening Naturally. Hot day today. Getting tired of saying that, but uh, it's going to be a hot day for at least the next seven, as many as the next 14 days of just crushing high heat. We're setting nothing but records. The number of days over 100 are closing in, and the actual temperature of the day that's super high. There's records being set for high temperatures. Maybe rain on Tuesday. Maybe. Yeah, highly unlikely. Don't hold your breath for that. Any would be appreciated. Any amount of rain would be appreciated. But I don't think we're going to get the drenching we really need. Now, we were talking about um, rainwater collection and the question came up about gray water, um, rinse water from your sink, um, your laundry, when it drains out the wash water, that's gray water. Water that comes from your taking a shower that's gray water. And someone reminded me, I should know better, I used to work here, that the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, TCEQ, they're the folks who tend to regulate this stuff. So if there are any regulations on how to use or what can and cannot be used for gray water, they would have it. Now, the person who checked this, same thing that I said. There's no real ruling yet. They get close. They decide we're going to set these rules. And for some reason, the bill never makes it to the floor to be voted on. It's not that people are against it. It's that they just don't get to it. Well, that happens. But TCEQ will have information on what is and is not acceptable for gray water. And if you have to treat it or, you know, where you can use it or not use it, they're the folks who are going to be able to give you a ruling as to uh, what to do with it. What are we doing in this weather? Well, um, as of this particular moment, already crossed my personal threshold of going outside. Too hot. Too hot. High humidity, hot temperatures, and it'll be 100 by noon. So I don't intend to go out and do gardening today. But I have, uh, I have, my wife has already started our fall tomatoes, and they are really large. I have six-inch tall starts 
um, they're probably six weeks old. So we're going to pot those up into a larger container because I don't want to take them outside yet. They'll require way too much water to get started. So we're going to pot them up. They'll do fine. They'll get much larger. And then when it's actually reasonable weather, we'll put them outside and hope for fall tomatoes. The tomatoes were fairly quick and successful. Planted 10 seeds, got 10 plants. And like I said, they're six inches tall right now. They're inside, easy to control how much water they get. We've actually been fertilizing them. They've been growing like crazy. So we're gonna take the cardboard milk cartons and we're going to cut them so that they're uh, cut down one long side and use those as my potting up containers. That'll be the great way to recycle them and it'll allow them to grow and I can still take them out when the weather is reasonable without putting them in the ground. We can take them outside. Uh, my uh, back porch faces dead east. So not long after lunch, it's fully shaded. So it's still bright, and I can take these starts outside and let them suck up some of the bright light, the real sun. <clears throat> right now they're under LED uh, so, um, grow lights, but I can start to acclimate them. I can run them outside into some of the really hot and nasty weather and let them start getting used to it and bring them back in if necessary. But I'm not putting them out there till we have a better sign that we're going to get some rain. Pulled out the ones I have, or excuse me, we're going to yank out the ones I have. I need to check on the roots to see how bad nematodes might have been. And then I'm going to blend in a whole bunch of compost, a good amount of compost, probably uh, one bag per two plants, and dig it into the soil really well, put the drip irrigation system back in place, plant the tomatoes, and then mulch them when the temperatures are right. And like I said, they aren't right. It will be sometime in September when I finally put them in the ground. And looking at our weather patterns, I could still get one large crop of tomatoes this fall, one very big crop. I'm looking forward to it. Didn't get enough this spring. Did not get anywhere near enough. But we'll see what happens in the fall. I started seeds rather than cutting back the plants simply because even cut back and well taken care of the plants were not going to do well. I was hoping for a break in the weather so I could get away with using the cutback routine to, to try to keep them happy and healthy.
Going to find out soon. Going to find out soon what's going on. I'm just hoping that we, even if it sprinkles, that we are going to start seeing rain coming here. And be careful what we wish for. There are a couple of serious storms forming in the Gulf of Mexico and on the way here that could wind up in the Gulf or go up the East Coast. So the hurricanes are on their way too. That may be how we break our drought. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. Um, I got to take a break. I'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Welcome back, everybody. Um, let's go to the phone. This is Roger. Roger, what can I help you with? Good morning, sir. Now, I got a question. Is there a device, a stand standalone device, I don't hook anything up to my plumbing or anything, to remove the lime from the water? Because, you know, the, our, our hard water scooping up my flower pots. Is there anything I can do to combat that? Water softener. But the hard water is not hurting the plant. Uh, it may stain the pot, but the hard water isn't a problem for the plants. Well, I guess there's lime deposits on them. Uh, on the pots? Yeah, on that's the pot. possible. Yeah, that's possible. Now, you can scrub it off, but uh, it, this won't affect the can it won't affect the pot and it won't affect the plant. And unless you want a water softener and only use softened water to water them with, that's what you're stuck with. Okay. It, it should it should be something that scrubs off if you don't let it get too bad before you uh, go to get it off of there. But um, if it's if it's ruining the container, try this. Um, put like a nursery pot inside the container. And then fill that with the soil and the plants you want. That way the water's going to get on that plastic nursery pot. You don't care if it stains that. You won't be seeing it. It'll be kind of hidden inside of the actual pot you have. So the, the pots that I use are kind of unique. I use everything from uh, uh, gravy boats to teapots, and I can't really get a pot to fit inside some of these things. Uh, they're very decorative, and I do it all myself for my, for my cacti and my succulents. Um, then you're going to just have to scrub it. There's no easier way to mention it. Now, you can try um, you you can try oh, sorry, I, I haven't got an idea on how to collect water and remove the hardness from it without using the water softener. So I, see, that, I, I that, don't want to have to hook one up, but I guess I may have to do that. Yeah, I didn't want to either, but my water was chunky. When <laughs> I would pour a glass of water, it, it it looked like a snow globe. So I didn't have a lot of choice with it. And it's so bad that every month I have to drain it to get all the sediment out of it so it'll last longer than a year. But, yeah, the water here can be very, 
very hard. All right, I just plant- need to do something on containers. So like I said, I just I make my own stuff. I go to go to thrift stores, whatever. Like I I'll use gravy boats, whatever I can find, uh, teapots. I do very decorative stuff. Drill them, and I got my my drill bits and drill uh, presses to drill them and fill them. So, well, I wish you luck, and if you can come up with the answer, great. But that's the problem with our water here. Well, when I get when it gets rain, I can capture some more rainwater. But right now, I'm pretty much out. Yeah, just like everybody else. Glad you're collecting rainwater. Um, wish I had a better answer for you, but I don't. Well, you did your job, sir, and I definitely appreciate it. Well, thanks for the call, Roger. Good luck with this. Let's um, let's go to the phone. This is Tom. Tom, what can I help you with? Yes, uh, my daughter bought a new house. It's got a really large have much fruit. The fruit was small and didn't last uh, on the limb very long. Can you trim peach trees back to uh, have them produce more fruit? And if you can, what's the best time to, to cut it back? Okay, best time to cut it back is when it is dormant. All the leaves have fallen off. Yes, you can trim it back. Depending on how out of control it is, you may want to take more than one shot at it. It may take more than one year to trim it back down to what you're looking for. The second thing about that is you have to thin the fruit. If you have a tree that has a zillion peaches on it and you don't thin them, you're going to get a bunch of little hard green peaches. You need to thin the fruit. That may remove 40% of the peaches that form. And you want to do it when they first form. You don't want to wait till you got half-sized peaches. That'll give you a bigger, healthier peach, and it'll be easier on the tree. But wait until all the leaves have fallen off. Totally dormant. Hopefully it'll be like December. And then you can really start trimming it back. Well, it it didn't have very. It had maybe twenty peaches total, and it's a large tree, so it didn't have a lot of peaches on it. Um, now, will trimming it back will that help it produce more fruit? Yes, it can. Yes, okay. it can help it produce more fruit. Once you see it start to bloom and and you see that fruit start to form, that's when you want to look at, I need to thin it out. There should be no peaches. The, the peaches should be at least four inches apart. That's the best reference I can give you without actually pointing at the tree. But you should have one peach every four inches. That would be a really healthy, well-filled out tree. Otherwise, um, they're going to all be small, ugly little peaches. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, and always enjoy your show. Thanks for the call, Tom. Yeah, folks, you have to thin your fruit. Pears, peaches, apples, plums. 
you can't just go make as much as you can because it wears out the tree and you wind up with small fruit. Let's go to the phone. This is Neil. Neil, what can I help you with? Uh, hey, Jeff. Hey, I wanted to bring your attention. The uh, city of Austin is actually offering a rebate for gray wa- adapting your washing machine to gray water. And if you go to the city of Austin um, energy rebate site, it'll have the information about that. And it also has the rough out of it. The, what you have to do is uh, there's a valve. It's a manual valve. You can turn it to let the gray water get out. And then there's instructions on you bury it um the water is a separate system, and you—it's uh, a uh, underground drip system, essentially. Got it. Wow, that's good. Um, in the Lancaster book, he set up three out drains, and when he would do a load of laundry, he would hook the hose up to drain number one, and the water would go to one particular area. The next load of laundry, he would move it to drain number two, which would go to a different area and drain number three. If they're starting to show this, that should be very easy to do. And it is, it can be a lot of water and it's really good to get it, let it wash your clothes and then let it feed your landscape. No, that's a great idea. I think so with respect to what you were talking about to making it formidable, so there's a this would be there's a valve that you install that's inside the house at um, at the time that you're doing construction or retrofit and then right. in order to do the um, the Lancaster you'd make those valves be on the outside of the house right so that's great right. and it's and yeah. I haven't I've been just looking up this Lancaster I'll, I'll search for Lancaster and he's probably got some designs was were his designs also um, you you get it into the ground and then it just drips out from there uh both ways he had ones that would do the drip into the soil and he had one uh systems where it just basically ran out and it ran to a rain garden so he has multiple designs yeah i I, so i'm guessing without i haven't looked at the tcq stuff yet but i'm guessing that the city did it with the assumption that it's going underground, um, yeah. and that that maybe that that's how they get around any any issues of you know like groundwater contamination or something like that. I, I don't know. Got it. Well, that's that's great information, Neil. Thank you for that. I'll pass it along, uh, Neil. Thanks. I got a, for the news here at the bottom of the hour, folks. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Neil had a um, good piece of information there for us about how the city of Austin has programs to plumb out rebates to plumb out your uh, washing machine drain water so that you can use it again. After rinsing your clothes, you can turn around and use the leftover water to water your plants or to run the water to where a big tree is to make sure it has all the water that it needs. 
and the plans show you how to turn it on and off. So if we've got lots of rain, you don't need it. Goes back to the drain. These are simple systems. The problem sometimes, they're a lot easier to do in new construction. So sometimes you have to take um, a creative method when your home has already been constructed of getting that water outside. Now, it's really important because that is a lot of water. Even the high efficiency washing machines, that's several gallons of water per load, per wash. And if I can get eight gallons to 10 gallons of water from my air conditioner every day, even that extra five to seven gallons of water from the washing machine becomes a big deal. You can really um, take care of a lot of plants with that kind of amount of water. None of that water is being wasted. Otherwise, like my AC unit, I can look out a window and see where the drain is. And mostly I got a big wet spot. I mean, it's a little muddy around the drain and the water dribbles out as my AC unit runs. And if it wasn't for the fact that I have a, a large rose growing nearby, the rose wouldn't be very large if it weren't for the fact that it gets a decent supply of water all the time. I, I would have nothing to do with it. it. It wouldn't provide me any use. So that would just be wasted water. And we are in an environment, sorry, can't be wasting water. When you see people and they're watering their yard and all the water winds up on the curb or the sidewalk or the driveway. It's like, I'm sorry, I don't care how much you water your sidewalk, it is not gonna grow. And you are just throwing that water away. We don't have that kind of luxury anymore. Both of the lakes are way down in the amount of water that's in them. And it will take a while for them to come back up. The aquifer is not in great shape. Uh, what is it, Jacob's Well? Do they have any water in that? We could be so much more efficient. The simplest, the simplest of things and cut back on the amount of water we use. And you know, the less water you use, the less it costs you the less money you are paying for the water because you don't need as much. Now, Roger had the question about the tap water because he has such hard water. I had actually the opposite problem. All of my water, because I had a broken line, I had to repair it. 
all of my water was coming from the water softener side of the water going to my house. So my plants were being watered with soft water. That didn't make a big difference to the plant. Water is water when it comes to the plant. But I went through salt, water softener salt, like crazy. So I had to fix my lines where the water comes directly from the main and does not go into the house first. So I am not watering with softened water anymore. So that is saving me some money because don't go through anywhere near as much salt. But I'm still being really efficient with it. My my potted plants on my back porch get watered with the water-softened water. My tomatoes, my peppers, my trees, my flowers outside, they get watered with basically city water. They're not getting softened water. You can't tell the difference. Neither can the plant. They don't really care. They just need water. So I made a change. It didn't save me any water per se, but I wasn't using so much salt for the water softener to soften it. Plants don't care. They truly don't. Some of the minerals in our available water are beneficial to the plants. So we don't have to have some big oh, we need this kind of water for our plants. No, we don't. Water is water. Water is water. Some of your plants want more acidic environment. So rainwater, which is acidic, if you can save it and use it for those plants, they'll love you for it. They will look fantastic. Otherwise, Water is water. There are other ways to adjust the pH that the plant gets. Neat thing about a plant, in its roots, it releases something called carbolic acid. And that helps lower the pH local to the plant. You don't have to worry even about your soil so much because the plant will adjust naturally be great to have nothing but rainwater. Your turf, your trees, your plants, they'll go crazy. But we don't. We have trouble collecting that much rainwater. And we don't get that much rain anymore. So we kind of got a double whammy on us here. Folks, this is, um, this is Gardening Naturally. I need to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back everybody. <clears throat> I'm I'm still recommending folks. The temperatures are so hot. They're dangerously warm to be out in this weather. There is nothing in your garden that must be taken care of now. If you can get up when the weather is cool enough and you can do the work, 
applying mulch, making sure there's plenty of mulch in your garden beds, veggie bed, around your trees, shrubs, that would be the only thing that is really worth the effort. And that's that should be like a one-time thing. You shouldn't have to go out and apply mulch every weekend. Get it right the first time, and it will make a difference. It will make a difference in preserving water. <clears throat> but there's no fertilizing that has to be done. Plants are not really interested in eating a lot of food right at this moment. There is no, I got to trim this or that right now. No, you don't. You're, you're a glutton for punishment to be out there in the heat to trim plants. The, everything looks terrible. Go for go, you know, go with the flow here. Everything looks terrible. You're not going to make the world, you're not going to make your garden look beautiful right now simply because you're out there trimming things. Applying mulch, worthwhile during the cool part of the day, not during the high heat, so that it doesn't abuse you, the gardener. We need the gardener to be taken care of too. But for the most part, take the day off. Your garden is not gonna collapse because you didn't go out and do something. If it's your water day, remember, slow, deep water. An inch of water should be the minimum amount that you are applying when you do your watering. One inch. If you have St. Augustine, you probably are going to want an inch and a half of water to keep the St. Augustine alive. And that gets harder and harder to do with the temperatures like this. And one day a week watering, you can, you can get one inch of water down per, per water cycle. It's hard. You have to be attentive to it. Um, you want to make sure that your irrigation stuff isn't leaking, isn't broken, isn't blowing water somewhere where it's not supposed to go. Fix your drips. People look at a drip and go, it's just a drip. It's kind of like that joke about, you know, the bird sitting on the branch while it's snowing. He's counting snowflakes. And a single snowflake doesn't do anything but enough of them added up and suddenly the branch breaks. Same with your water leaks. If you are leaking water, it adds up. And it doesn't take long for suddenly, wow, uh, where did this water come from? I blew out um, one of the supply lines from the water faucet to the bottom of a sink. I had braided lines, you know, let's be safe. Let's make sure that it doesn't burst. Guess what? It burst. Two hours worth of water running nonstop 
spraying out on the floor because it happened at night when I wasn't awake. That was a mess. I am still recovering from that. And that happened in March. I have no floor. Concrete slab is all I'm walking on at the moment because we have so much other stuff to still repair from the water burst. And that was so much water that just basically got wasted. Replace the fittings, replace the the hoses, checked all of my existing ones, making sure they're in good shape. You lose water inside too. Water that's wasted, it doesn't matter whether it's the drip at the outside faucet or the drip in the inside faucet. Get it taken care of. If you're inside today because it's so hot, that's a perfect thing to be doing too. Just walk around and check. Do your faucets drip? They shouldn't. If they do, you can fix them. You're inside. It's nice and cool. It's not a big deal. But get them taken care of. Every drop of water is going to be precious until we can get some rain. It's really disgusting because there is a forecast that says Tuesday, we have a 30% chance of rain. Only 30%. Probably is going to wind up being south of us. Those folks need water too. And it only lowers the temperature to 101 degrees. The rain won't be enough to drop the temperature below 100. We have some really tough conditions going on in our garden. Terrible conditions. There's not a lot you can do about them. There's no action you can take right now that will make a significant difference until we get some rain. Trimming, fertilizing, doesn't need to be done now. Does not need to be done now. You want to mulch things? That's probably not a bad idea. Compost? Nope. Nope. Weather's way too hot. That compost could wind up heating up the dead grasses and causing burn spots in your turf. So we do not do compost now. Got to cool down. And because everything has to cool down, because we've got to have some rain since it's not cool and we don't have the rain, you don't need to be out there doing anything. I am giving you complete permission to garden by sitting inside reading seed catalogs, looking at new plants, seeing what kind of garden tools you may want. You don't have to be out there this weekend. You do not have to be out there doing work The plants will be just fine. They are not going to crash because you didn't trim them or you didn't fertilize them. That is not their problem at the moment. Drought and unbearable temperatures are the number one and two problems affecting your landscape at the moment. You can't correct those two things. So don't try. Be ready when it finally cools off 
and we finally get some rain again. Be ready to get out there and take care of things. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally coming up at the top of the hour. I will see you all or talk to you all next Saturday at 9 o'clock. Try to stay cool.